Day. So it's a special live stream that we are doing because it's been a busy weekend. Uh, Stranger Things is out, and we will be talking about that tomorrow. Um, I know some of the guys are going to be talking about Top Gun, Maverick, this out. But this evening, we are going to be talking about the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show on Disney+. Plus. Joining me this evening is Drunken Yoda. Good afternoon, everybody. And Eggy Weggy. Nerds. <laughs> Fellow nerds. Right, so so let's just go, let's just crack on with this then. So um the new Stranger Thing. Uh, Stranger Things, bloody hell. I'm practicing tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series has just come uh gone live. Now have we we've all seen it, right? We've all seen the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so I gave it a two out of five stars. I thought it was a interesting start. Didn't think it was particularly well written. The kids are kind of annoying. Um, Eggy, you gave it a three, didn't you? I gave it a three, only because I think it's got potential. I, I, I do want to believe you, and I, I want it to have potential as well. But <laughs> the main problem for me is... Is I didn't, apart from a special thanks, I didn't really see John Favreau or Dave Fellini's name on it. And to me, not having them two involved is not a good thing. Uh, to me, that's what happened with the Book of Boba Fett, and the Book of Boba Fett was below average, uh, the, whole, mm-hmm. the whole thing. I would never go back and watch it again. Yoda, what was your take on Obi-Wan? I liked it. Okay. I I am... I'm embarrassed that I do, and I want to hear. I'm, I'm more than willing to hear your arguments of why I like this because liking something that's Disney Star Wars, I'd rather stick a fork in my balls. So, <laughs> if you guys could talk me out of it, I'll be more than happy. But I honestly, I thought it was good. I mean, I, I you know, it's not, it's not superlative. It's not great. It's not amazing. It was solid. It was good. I mean, my, I don't think I put this in the review, um, but I mean, my expectations were so low that I just thought it was going to be Kathleen Kennedy flipping everybody the V for two hours um, and laughing at them and, you know, um, drinking their fanboy tears. So that was my lowest expectation. So it was slightly better than that. Um, But overall, uh, it's, let's say, First, for starters, it is Disney, and I am dubious about Disney. And so, from that respect, I and this is also they, a story. They've earned I, that, by the way, guys. Yeah. They've earned that mm. that uh, skepticism. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not like it's just a you know, like when you know we were expecting Endgame, we were looking forward to Endgame because they had built up a you know that the, what they had done up to that so far was was brilliant. I <clears throat> the whole thing with. This is it, it to me. It's again. It's a story that doesn't need to be told. Okay. I thought. Well, here's the thing. There, there are some things that is a story that needs to be told. I think any story can be told if it's done right. There are a few things that I always kind of question. That I think that this this story so far is answering to to what I like satisfactorily. One is that. You know, if you just watch the prequels and then you go right into New Hope, right? Basically, hmm. what you're saying is that Obi-Wan just fucked off to the desert for 20 years and then says, okay, we're ready. I'm Let's gung-ho. Let's get you going, Luke. It's time to train for be a Jedi. I need your help. We've got to start taking down the Empire. Like, you had 20 years. 
of just sitting there in the desert just playing with yourself or or you know drenched in jawa sweat i don't know what the hell you're doing but it's it's the idea that 20 years is a long time he went through some of the the worst defeats ever in the jedi history in the galactic history he's on the run why wouldn't he be somewhat broken why wouldn't he have to have serious soul searching and and rediscovery of himself during that time i i don't i i like that i like that idea the you know it it i think some people are already saying oh it's just like it's just like what kathleen Kennedy did with the last jedi that uh you know mark uh luke skywalker just ends up you know giving up i'm like yeah yeah but uh the <laughs> the uh the difference is is that it, at the end of Return of the Jedi was victory. You know, it was optimism. Everything was moving forward. At the mm. end of Revenge of the Sith, it's like everything's fucked, right? Mm. So why wouldn't he be a broken man having to rediscover and relearn how, in that intervening time period before he met Luke and, and was like, it's time. I, I, I understand what I must do. I have to relearn things about the Force and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, how do you become a force ghost just because Yoda said, "Ah, oh, I got some training for you." You know, it's going to be more. That, that would be that would be my argument that he said, "I have training for you." So you would think that Obi Wan being in the desert and being a million miles from anywhere, that he would still at least keep up some kind of training. You know, what? it's like it's like a boxer who goes out of retirement. He doesn't then just stop going to the gym. You know, he still goes there and he still keeps fit and still keeps his hand in it. Well, uh, you'd be surprised. You have two mindsets here, right? Okay. If you if you have the Star Wars original trilogy mindset, it's all very cut and dried. Good, bad, big adventure, swashbuckling, not a lot of nuance in those. I love them for that, and they are deep in mythological and archetypal kinds of things, but they're not really that human. And and neither were the prequels. And what this is saying to me is a much more human story. Like a real person having gone through all that would have to go to therapy or something. They'd have to relearn to be the person that they were or to get a newfound perspective on things if you go through that shit. And that's a story that they're telling here. And so far, I think they're telling it reasonably well. And I don't... I, I understand... I understand the battered wives syndrome that most people have with Disney. I, I get it. I, I feel it myself. I had your, your criticisms and your, your immediate knee jerk reaction on some of this stuff is, is well earned and justified. And I don't want to, uh, I, I, I get why you would have misgivings on that. I try to look at things like as they are rather than how they've hurt me in the past, you know, show me on the star mm -hmm. Wars doll where they touched you, that kind of thing. Um, so I like that. I liked Leia a lot. I thought that was like, yeah, that's, that's the way little girl Leia would be. I, I, uh -huh. I felt like that was exactly in her character to be this little, this little shit that's, that's <laughs> getting into stuff all the time, but with a, some insight because of the force. I mean, if she's going to be a Senator, like a high ranking Senator, like her mom was shoot. And she's a child. I would expect her to have some sort of insight into people like that that would make her successful so i mean all of that kind of like hey this feels 
correct to me. I, I mean, the way you're talking is you're really examining the characters. And yeah. to me, the whole thing with Leia, I mean, I didn't actually find her too bad. I didn't think the actress was amazing. But I, again, I thought it was interesting the way she interacts with her dad and the way she interacts with her mum and that kind of thing. The bit that really took it out of me was the whole Three Stooges trying to kidnap her bit. Because, I mean, that was just, you know, you're trying to build this character and then you have this utter... To me, that was on the same kind of par as the monkey swinging scene in Crystal Skull. You know, that you've got three fully grown men who are obviously hired hands and, and probably very used to kidnapping and they can't catch a 10-year-old girl. Mm. My issues with it... I like, I'm with Yoda, I like the exploration of Obi-Wan. He is a broken man, you know, he's lost a war, he's lost his friends and family, you know, obviously what happened to uh, Anakin has obviously scarred him and Padme. He is a broken man, he's 10 years old. I like that, I actually quite enjoy that aspect of it. My only criticisms of it are the, just, it's the directing yeah. And the production, and like I said, the reason I'm bringing it up now is because, like you said, about the the girl running or Leah running through the the woods. I mean, she's I know she's a kid, she's a little ten year old actress, and she's only doing what she's told. But she's running like it's like a puppet on strings. And you're telling me you've got these three grown men can't catch her. It's just like, it just it just looked cheap and nasty and ridiculous, this, this, and it looked this, like this a is the production. same. This is the same. Um series that had us believing that teddy bears could take down the most mechanized empire in the galaxy so i mean i'm kind of uh -huh. like she but knows then... the terrain she knows the <clears throat> woods she's able to find places it's her you know home turf she has a little bit of an advantage but she does get captured i i don't know that didn't bother me so much i thought it was funny that flea is the uh <laughs> the leader how's he, keep weird, getting, yeah. he was the guy that raced marty mcfly and <laughs> yeah. like, how does he keep getting at these big giant uh, IPs all the time. That is one hell of an agent. That's I what that swear. is. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my son, my 14 year old son, I was watching him with, he went, <laughs> bearing in mind, obviously, red hot chili peppers, he went, uh, is that the bloke out Back to the Future? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. He's also well, one of the members of one of the most successful bands of all time, but yeah, he's out of Back to the Future. He's like a flea, just keeps popping up in the oddest places. <laughs> yeah. Again, I mean, I'm looking at this because it's difficult now. I read something the other day that even when you watch old films now, you watch them with that woke mentality and you watch something from the 1980s going, oh, there's a black guy you want in. And you're thinking, no, wait, this was made in 1980. This wasn't. And the, I mean, what I was getting was, yes, I completely get that Obi-Wan is a broken man, but then it showed Leia as this strong, independent woman who doesn't really need her parents and everything else. And it was kind of, like I said in my review, that they've what I mean, at least they can't kill Obi Wan off in this series like they did with Luke. But to me, he 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 was having the same transformation as what Luke did, and yet Leia was you know going to be this strong, independent woman who was going to come through. And at, you know, in the second episode, she's boss. Well, not bossing him around, but she's kind of she's being a little shit. But I mean, she was a little shit when she got rescued in the Death Star. I mean, I just don't feel—I don't feel like that's yeah. antithetical to her character. And I thought she was good. I—I li I liked it just fine. Um, the only—the—you the, know what it reminded me of, and the reason why I know this because the Red Letter Media talked about it. But it reminded me of that Peter Strauss, um, Molly Ringwald space hunter in the Forbidden yes, yeah, Zone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
the old grizzled guy having to deal with the little little teenage girl and, and she won't shut the fuck up. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I kind of dig that dynamic, that little father-daughter pseudo-surrogate dynamic that went on. And the, the things I didn't like, like, I, it's not so much that it's woke. I just think that this this woman inquisitor, yeah. she's she's really she's the worst. She's, she's not good in what she's doing. And then there's times like she's on the rooftops or everything, and it just looks like I don't. I won't say it looks like soundstage. Mm-hmm. It really looks like soundstage. It loses something when she's on the rooftops. I don't know if it's the lighting or what it is, but you know that kind of stuff. It's like okay. Yeah, TV show, pandemic, and shit like that's going to happen. But then again, to me, again, I was looking at it and going, so she's just gone up to her roof and she's going to spot Obi-Wan from there. Oh, no, wait, thank goodness Leah's climbed a ladder and they're going to have a battle they're on the rooftop. They're going to have a battle, yeah. I mean, it, the, the tenseness, unfortunately, is sucked out of it because you know Leia and Obi-Wan are in no danger. It was the same when the Inquisitor threatened Owen. You know, and yeah. like I could, and you're thinking, but you don't do anything to him because we, we know, know he's, he's okay, yeah. and we know he's got two hands as well, so yeah. you don't cut one of them off. You know, that's yeah, that kind of stuff. That that false sense of uh, manufacturing tenseness. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. Manufacture suspense, maybe I don't know, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't work because you know that the people that are being directly threatened are the ones that are going to be fine. So that's that's. That was a problem in the prequels too, though. That's a problem with any prequels. Yeah, that yeah, you're taking away a lot of what's going on. I mean, what, like I say, I miss the Clone Wars, and I have tried to watch the Clone Wars, and then again, in the Clone Wars, you know, somebody gets kidnapped and everything else, and I'm thinking, but they're fine because I know that they die in I'm Revenge s- of the Sith. Sorry, you know? George, it, it sounded like the best Freudian slip ever. It sounded like you're saying the Clown Wars, which. <laughs> Maybe maybe subconsciously I am. (laughs) Um, The other bit that got me was, and somebody mentioned this in the talkback, was the whole end of that second episode. We're not going to talk about too much about spoilers, but basically Leia and um, Obi-Wan get onto a cargo ship, a predetermined cargo ship, and it flies off, and the Inquisitor literally stands there going, I'm going to get you, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Take harder, boy. <laughs> Next yeah. time, Gadget. Next time. Well, and, and I just kept thinking, I can't remember who made the point, but I just kept thinking, there's got to be an office no more than 50 yards away where she could go in there with a lightsaber and say, that cargo ship that's just taken off from oh. Platform 15, where's that going? It's all oh, it's going to Alderaan. Well, George, yeah. you don't even need an office. She's got bloody a hologram wristing that she put out a wanted poster across the city for Obi Wan. Exactly. And so, so, surely you just get on the you'd get on the blower and you just go like. Hello, so, well, yeah. it, 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 I'm on number fifty. Yeah, shops, you know, fifty miles an hour. Get in your tie fighters <laughs> and shoot the thing. I'll be fair. Maybe the next episode, that's exactly what happens. Like, get them on there, and then they get away through hyperspace. I don't know. No, no. way. No, yeah, I was going to say, this. yeah, I do not see that. Happening. I, I, just, I just, I just like to explore all possibilities, so we don't <laughs> look like shit if that is what actually happens. But this the thing is, my, Yoga, this was my that, issue that, with the show. That, this, Sorry, that would make logical sense, and so that's not obviously going to happen. No, go on, Aggie, go on, go on, Aggie. You were no, no, I was going to say this is my issue with the show. It's not the the, the storytelling of, of Obi Wan on Tatooine, watching over Luke and the missing twenty years. Yeah, I like all that, but do it properly. You know, think about what you're writing. Think about the stories. Think about what you're doing. I mean, this is a prime example. And I had this conversation with my other son, who's a massive Star Wars nerd this morning. 
and I was, I said, when I first watched it, when I, I'd probably give that a four out of five. I was thinking, George, he's a bit harsh on his two. And then after about an hour, I started thinking about it. And I went, no, oh, actually, probably a three and a half. And then I woke up this morning, I was like a three. My issues are things like they kidnap Leah. And I'm sorry to the American audience. I call her Leah because I'm not C-3PO, right? So they call her Leah. They capture Leah because they want to lure Obi-Wan out hiding. And they use her as bait. And they know, and it's mentioned, that Organa, Bail Organa, has links to Obi-Wan Kenobi. So then, about five minutes later, you see Bail Organa standing in Obi-Wan's cave. So surely yeah. the logical thing to do would be get some people following Bail Organa. And my son went, my son Jakey went, yeah, but he'll have detours and, and like Padme had. And, and I'm Well, like, we're assuming you can't what? follow somebody through hyperspace. Uh, and that would they would out. make sure that there's no those trackers attached to you. That's that's the rules, right? That's that's basically what he said. He said, "Well, you can't track everyone." I went, but I'm sorry, but if you're using a girl to yeah. lure out Obi Wan due to the links of her father to Obi Wan, then the first priority is to put someone tracking Bail Organa. Yeah. But if he goes into hyperspace, how do you track him? Well, I don't know. I don't know the uh, scientific. Well, I mean, that's, but, I mean that's that's the rule set up in in Star Wars. Once you go to hyperspace, that's why they have to lure people out. They can't track people that easy, unless you happen to get a uh, one of those things that Obi Wan threw on uh, Boba yeah. Fett's ship or Jango Fett's ship. But yeah, that's okay. like it's fail organic. Good luck getting somebody that close to one of his ships. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I mean that's plausible that to me. What's not plausible is like. They didn't need that extra nudge. Like, no. it was it was useless, like, rescue my daughter. No. Okay, I'm here in person. Rescue my daughter. Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> just, you don't need yeah. that. You didn't yeah, need yeah. That's, that's, a, that's just one of those tropes. Of... He should have just got, <clears throat> either, go, either go out in person or contact him. Don't do both. See, well, he contacted him with that hologram thing. Right. So, just again, do that. why is that one monitoring? Someone could possibly be monitoring bowels. Communication I'll, I'll take but it then, one step further, uh, Eggie. Okay. What he should have done is just gone out there in person because the communication probably could be tracked. Yeah. <laughs> and why did Ben Daz still have that communication device? And yet he's buried his lightsaber in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Surely your lightsaber is your, your lightsaber's your defense mechanism. You could, there's no way you couldn't have hidden that in that cave. I don't know how he found those fucking things. I don't, force or no force? Oh, I, I was going to say no. I I assumed it was the force that caused it. The bit that got me was is the third sister knew that somehow she knew that Bail Organa was linked to um, Obi Wan, and yep. Leia was something to do with it. She also seems to know that Anakin is yep. Darth Vader, and yet she knew she knows nothing about Luke. It seems. Yeah. Well, and she's, Vader, don't she's a lonely inquisitor as well. She's not even high profile. Even but Vader didn't know anything about Luke until Empire. That's the that's the lore anyway. Oh, well, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's I guess. I agree. Yeah, yeah like, so that's the thing. I'm, it's like you say you when especially if you're doing a prequel, you have to pay attention to the details and see i don't even think lucas paid attention to the details of the prequels properly if, if he had had a couple of other writers and a couple of other rewrites and stuff they could have tidied up loads of bits and pieces which well, just didn't that's why he kept putting out special editions like fuck we got to rewrite this line we got to rewrite this line <laughs> <laughs> but this um, is this is the problem is it the people that are writing this show don't actually do their background research 
see again another well yeah this is true but another thing that annoyed me was is the way obi-wan goes and gets his lightsabers and literally clips it on his belt and then walks around <laughs> town flashing it around like he's yeah. sort of going yeah i'm not a jedi yeah that that was yeah. that was dumb i agree i forgot about because, that you know, right. they got these inquisitors turn up and everybody's terrified of them saying we're looking for a jedi and then he literally walks around with it you know like flipping it around sort of saying no it's, no, it's not lightsaber it's a uh um, yeah <laughs> um that was but i mean you know you kind again they were trying to this is the other thing that i had the issue that i had with the show is that you had so much of a nostalgia gig that what they seem to be doing trying to do is people like me grew up loving star wars i've fallen out of loving star wars because of the movies and what they tr- it seems what they're trying to do is is just I, I posted a picture on the on the review afterwards of the member berries and all the way through i was going i remember Oh, I remember Happy Brown. I remember, <laughs> you know, because it was just kind of popping up all this stuff, and it's it's like they're trying really hard to bring these people back to loving Star Wars, and it's kind of, you know, I don't want to say you're flogging a dead horse, but you, you know, you've peed all these people off, and yet you mm. think somehow you can get them back just because it's I, got. So I'll push back a little bit. I mean. It's in between the two, and some of the stuff that was in there, I felt like it had purpose to be in there. Like, would he have these communicators? Obviously, he has the lightsaber, because we know he has the lightsaber and all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of like, okay, that's fine. I mean, it didn't didn't feel like the chessboard in Force Awakens, you know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for that to just turn on for no reason at all. But, like, I kind of like the Clone War Trooper, like that little... Tomorrow Morrison cameo where yeah. he's just a bum I, on the street. It's like it's I just was worried. A, <laughs> when Tamir Morrison turned up, well, I, especially I suddenly since thought, he's got oh, that he's got apparently the the armor of Anakin's clone trooper fifties, whatever that that regiment is. I, it's the same armor, but he didn't recognize Obi Wan, thank goodness. But so they could have just put him in just some dumbass. See, that's the thing. It's like I like the idea of putting a Clone War trooper out there who's just a bum who's been discarded by the Empire. It shows where the Empire is. And like, that... a, like a lot of vets have, you know, in real wars. In... Right, exactly. So... They just they just screwed him over. But they didn't have to put him in Anakin's Clone War, the one he, <laughs> he, he, he led, his regiment. Yeah. Because no, more than likely that guy would recognize Obi-Wan. So it's like, mm. it, it, this is a step in the right direction. Okay, is it better than Last Jedi? Absolutely. Is it better than Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Is it better than Boba Fett? Yes. Is it great Star Wars? It's it's okay Star Wars. It is it is trying to put purpose to some of the some of the things that you recognize at least. I like the character development. Um there's a lot of rough edges that I think you guys mentioned that are absolutely legitimate. Um, but I didn't, I mean, like if the movies had been this to start out with, we would have said, eh, not as good as the original trilogy, but okay. We wouldn't have been so mad, but mm. now we've gone through all this. You can't, it's hard to separate the history from mm. the actual product that you're watching and go, is this as terrible as that? Or would I have the same reaction if I hadn't gone through all this history, you know? Mm. And that's the struggle I have. It's like, cause I, cause the, the stuff that you guys see, would you have been 
would your radar have been up to see all these flaws before Force Awakens and everything else had come out? If this had been the first thing you saw, would you would your radar have been up nearly as as much on this kind of stuff? No, no, no I, think, I don't think right. because, like you, like I say, I because it's Disney, I am incredibly dubious, and I went into it being dubious, and I think, I mean, <laughs> you know, I said I wanted to do the review of it. I probably was the wrong person because I'm incredibly cynical about it. I mean, it's like you say, we all it's have not our biases. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's it's not terrible, but it again, it's just not what it should be. You know, if you know, you had the fans like Fellini and Favreau who made the Mandalorian, and they they just nailed it because they're fans and they love Star Wars, and they are you and me. They are the young Luke's growing up and everything else. They are the guys that just grew up loving Star Wars, and it shows. Whereas these, the the creative, what is it they call it, the creative writing team from Lucasfilm now, who's run by Kennedy and stuff. You know. How many of them actually love Star Wars? Have you actually got talking to them? You know, oh yeah, Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I love the Enterprise. Uh, I love Data. He's no, great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not so much that they love or or like or even enjoy. Because Nicholas Meyer did Wrath of Khan, the best yeah, remember, yeah. the best Star Trek movie there was. He knew nothing about Star Trek, mm. but he respected Star Trek and he respected yes. the fans. The difference is that Kathleen Kennedy hates us. Yeah. She hates white guys. I mean, it's just. I, I, there was an article up a, a week or so ago, basically saying about how Moses Ingram is she called, who's playing this third sister, and Dis, yeah, Disney was saying to her, right, you have got to be warned that the fans will be racist towards you and uh, everything yeah, else. Unbelievable. And it. And I think, um, Eggie, you mentioned Dimcock, who's a, who's a guy on here. And I did actually watch his video. I'm not usually a fan of his, but I watched his video. And it basically said how Kennedy has said that the fault of the movies were the toxic fans. And it's yeah. kind of, hang on a minute, you're, you're blaming us. You're blaming the people who love this property for the bad writing and, you know, the, the incoherent messages and, and bad character arc and all these kind of stuff you're blaming us and like you say with nicholas mayer he respected the property and he respected the fans and that shows in him making a great movie yeah, and do you know if, what's ironic john sorry mate go on keep going no no no. and just if that is the you know like i say if you've got people they yeah okay they don't have to love the property but it's just having that respect for it and the fans the mm. whole fact of killing luke off in in the last jedi was literally saying, like I say, kids like me, I grew up wanting to be Luke Skywalker. I, I used the Force to try and pick up the remote control and all this kind of stuff. And I still do it for automatic doors. Um, that's beside the point. <laughs> but, you know, I grew up wanting to be Luke Skywalker. And then I didn't even get to see Luke at his greatest. I saw him as a wimp of a man who gave up. And then not only that, but also at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, this girl just takes over and goes, yeah, I'm Skywalker now. Just taking yeah. over the name, and I'm a Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. And so it doesn't even, yeah. The, you know, it's it's Palpatine's bloodline, but with a Skywalker name, it's completely killed Luke and the fans like me and off. Leia. All the yeah. Skywalkers are dead. Skywalker's and the dead. Palpatines have taken over the Skywalker name. Yeah, he's won. Palpatine won. Over yeah. nine films, Palpatine won. So the the the, I mean, it isn't just Kathleen Kennedy, but I mean, all these properties that. Let's face it, the, the major demographic that loves these properties are usually straight white men. It's not yeah. that they hate the properties. They hate us 
And so yeah. they're ruining the properties because they want to hurt us because they hate us. I mean, hmm. they just flat out are racist or sexist against us yeah. uh, for, for whatever perceived or real ills in history we, that we I mean, had to nothing be... to do with. They hate no. us just because of who we are and how we were born. And that's just, oh. I, okay, they're horrible people. They're evil. I mean, I was going to say, as a white middle-aged man, I have caused a lot of oppression. Um, you know, I've I've caused an awful lot of oppression to an awful lot of people. And I, it's I haven't, of... but I'm just really lazy. <laughs> I haven't got around to it yet. Yeah. Um, I'll, do it, I'll do it this afternoon. Um, but like you say, I, I do understand how Hollywood and other big corporations and all this kind of thing have had this middle, you know, class... Um, white male oppression for for so long and everything else but at the same time it's kind of that's no reason then to turn on millions of people to do well, it again. half of what they mistake as white male oppression is just simply demographics it's like yeah. if you're if you're a black man in japan you say well there's not enough black people on anime it's like it's it's Japan. There's like no black. There's like five black people who live there. What are you talking about? What do you what do you expect, right? Or okay, India. Yeah, Bollywood is full of Indian guys. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, yeah. right? It's, it's it's just we were a white country for decades, and we're the only country that really brings it. I get political on this bullshit. Listen, I mean, it's just let, it's just the way it is. It's it's. Let it's, me jump in here. Let me jump in here. Right. All these people that keep going on about hating white people or white men, including the actress who's the Reva, whatever case. Yeah, this is the irony. Yeah, the irony that she was told that Star Wars fans are racist is the fact that her Twitter feed is full of anti-white hatred. <laughs> also, secondly, let's get this straight, right? For all you out there, let's listen. If it wasn't for white men, you would practically have nothing. We've invented everything that you uh, take for granted. Yeah, I mean... What do you like about that? That's not, that's not, it's not because of white men. It's because of culture that fosters a free society to make good hmm. decisions. We just happen to be the white... That just happened. It happened to be England and America that were mostly white that did that. But if that happened in Japan or China or wherever, it would have had the same results. Humans are the humans, and we react the same way with certain cultures. And if you don't understand that, then you you know you're if you chalk up things to like how you were born and how what what body you were in and what skin color mm. you were in when you were born, then you're going to make dumb decisions like this. And this is how mm. this is why that this Reva character, the the Kathleen Kennedy, is why they're making all these stupid decisions because they think that skin color actually means something in a person's makeup. It, it does. It defines mm. yeah. It defines somebody. Do you know what though? What you got to feel sorry for someone like Kathleen Kennedy being a white woman. No, seriously, think about it. Like, she's got this, she's got this hatred for sure white men. Sure, she's okay on her Clearly. bed of money. I'm well, mate, well. Find yeah. her sleep on a big bed of money, yeah. But when you think about it, where does this, where does this hatred of white men come from? Is it from her father? What was it? Was, was her dad abusive to her growing up? Or was well, she just I, a I total mean, beta cup that she didn't respect? I don't know. I mean, she made all of her. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy. I don't think she came from some abused house, and she no. worked under Lucas and Spielberg forever, who were the brainchilds of some of the biggest pop culture phenomenon ever mm. created on in By history. Flying. And she was always in that shadow, and now she's. I, I don't know. I mean, I think some of it's that it, it's it's all a big tapestry, right? I mean, the culture itself. The, the media is dominated by, you know, mental defectives right now who have all kinds of emotional... <laughs> who keep failing up. 
Yeah, a lot of failing up, a lot of emotional problems. I mean, all these people who are pointing their fingers, and then you find out about all the Me Too stuff, and it's just rampant in their industry. I mean, I don't, the, I don't see insurance adjusters couch. You know what I'm saying? I see a casting the, couch. The mm. weird thing is, is you say about the oppression and everything else, and you and you say about the characters and stuff. Let's not forget that Disney decided to get rid of John Boyega for the Chinese market. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they're just full of shit. Removed him off all the posters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but now, oh no, actually, no, black people are great, actually. Uh, Yeah, we're we're going to include them. Except where they may cost us money. Well, Well, the irony being as well is that um, John Boyega's character ended up being a bloody toilet cleaner. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, I, I like, come on. Tra- transferred from toilet cleaning to death squad. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Car- um, what was his name? I can't forget his name. No, no. Uh, hands, mate. Bloody hell. Oh, Lando, on, Lando. 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 Pretty sure he was a pretty successful guy. Worked cleaning toilets back yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. Well, didn't I think? Um, I I think that the NDA. Let's see. Rise of, let's see, Rise of Skywalker came out in 19, 2019, right? So mm. that would make it 2024, I think. Usually it's about five years, I think, that the NDAs come out. Um, but I have a feeling Boyega is going to have a lot to say because I, I know he isn't pretty, he isn't happy with the way the character ended up, but he has a right to be. I was going to say, the good thing is, the good thing is, though, about Finn is that he finished really strong. Oh, wait. No, yeah, that's yeah. my point. He, <laughs> you know, he's got to be nothing he's got a lot with of, him. He's got a lot of uh, well-earned criticisms. Um, Do you know what, Bayega? Bayega, he ain't going to say nothing because there's rumours. I've not written about it, so I'm waiting for them to be confirmed. There's rumours that he signed on to into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, if that's true, then he'll have to keep his mouth shut. But I guarantee, exactly. at some yeah. point, it's going to come out. He's going to have some tell-all interview. Either if he gets to the point that he doesn't, you know, he has fu money and he doesn't care anymore. He doesn't really care about doing a lot more movies anymore. You know, like Cameron Diaz retired, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna he's gonna speak up about Star Wars. He's not happy about how it all went, and um, I don't blame him. I really don't. No, I, mean, I don't either. But the Marvel the Marvel deal, if it happens, will keep him quiet for the next decade. Coming back to Obi Wan. The the whole third sister, I keep forgetting her name, it begins with V. Reva. Reva, Reva, sorry. The greatest ever. The greatest but, inquisitor ever. Well, with it, I said that it's obvious that she is going to become a hero at mm-hmm. some point. You know, she's killed oh, nearly sort of said uh, <laughs> a bit of a spoiler there in case people haven't seen it. But it's it's so obvious. The way I said it was it's like Mara J, because in the books, Luke got married to Mara Jade. They had a kid who they called Ben and, you know, they kind of, I don't want to say lived happily ever after, but I mean, she was the hand of the emperor. So she was like his top assassin and then turned to the good side. And I just see, this is exactly what's going to happen with this because again, with the whole woke thing that's going on, we can't have a black female who's a baddie. She has got to somehow save it. Eggy, cause you made a point on this, didn't you? In the talk back. I tell you, this is, I'm calling it, right? So this is what's going to happen. Something's going to happen in the show where she's going to turn to the light side and Obi-Wan is going to train her up as his new Padawan, therefore redeeming her and redeeming him for his failure of training Anakin. So there's a nice little, uh, nice little story there. Yeah. I think 
with the inevitable fight between Vader and Obi-Wan coming up in, in the later episodes, he's going to be forced into deeper hiding. I think they'll shoehorn him going to Dagobah, meeting Yoda, training to um, use Force Ghost magic, whatever you want to call it. So <laughs> then you'll get the uh, Qui-Gon cameo popping in there. And I think it will be revealed that Obi-Wan will come and go over the years and it's that Reva would have been the one protecting Luke up until his late teens. Okay. And she probably lays her life on the line to save Luke. And Obi-Wan comes back probably a year or two before Star Wars starts. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. So, George, what is your prediction? And I'll give mine. I, I don't think it goes as far as that. I mean, well, as, as far as that. I mean, I haven't thought about it as far as that. For, for me, like I say, I think she is going to be the hero of the series. She is going to, like in, I think it was um, the game, the Fallen Order, uh, at the end of the, the computer game, the mm. Fallen Order. Um, I forget his name now. Kyle. Because it Kyle? The main, the, main, the main protagonist. He fights Vader and then somebody intervenes and he gets saved and everything else and blah, blah, blah. That I do see happening. That you know she is going to sort of see the error of her ways and 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 save the day. And like I say, I still think there's going to be kind of some kind of romance between the her and Obi Wan as well. But it won't end in anything, obviously, because we know that doesn't end in anything. Um, but also, a woman doesn't need a man in her life. Um, in the same way that they could have saved Ben Solo at the end of Rise of Skywalker, and they could have got married and had kids and lived happily ever after. But women don't need to get married anymore. Okay. Go on in Yoda. Uh, I don't think it's all. It's going to be as complex as that. Uh, I think it's just going to be simply there's some revelation, and then she gets killed saving Obi Wan's life, and then says she's sorry, and that's the redemption thing. I don't think that she's. Um, I don't think she really is. She outside your window, Yoda. You're right. Is he armed? I'll get you, Yoda. Uh, I, don't I, drive I, away I just, very slowly on a predetermined be, course. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any love story or anything like that. She's just gonna, she's gonna redeem. She's gonna get killed because of her redemption. She, t- you know, you compare her to Mara Jade. Mara Jade was never vicious. She was angry at Luke, but she directed all her ire at Luke. Outside of Luke, she wasn't a vicious hag like this person is. And I'm, I'm no, sorry, she's just don't, awful. Don't get me wrong. I don't know much about Mara Jade. I just, I know what the canon is yeah. with her. That's all it kind of is. It's, it's like I say, in a, not, she's not like Mara Jade, but she, she's going to have a mild story arc of going from the bad side to the good side, having a flirtation with Obi-Wan and then leaving. Jade Jade was a part of the Emperor's she was like the Emperor's hand, they called her. Yeah. But once the Emperor died, she was just kind of left adrift because there was no official records of her or anything like that. So she was just kind of stuck on her own. And once she had that influence out of her <laughs> I've, mind... I've got a paycheck here from the Emperor. Um, he, he signed it before he died. Yeah. Uh, that's the same. It turns out, turns out he's a dead anyway. He's a clone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, he's wow. alive now. Gentlemen, listen, he's staring you in the face. This Reva is a hot headed, angry. Well, she's also, take... did, she, did she cut off some guy's hand? Just yeah. yeah. She can't. She won't follow orders. She's got no respect for hierarchy. She's angry. She's upset. She's furious. Who she reminds you of? Anakin Skywalker. There you go. Sets it up for Ben. To once again repeat history, but this time he saves her soul or her false yeah. ghost. Yeah. He's staring straight but she, in the face. Yeah, but He's she'll die because of it. 
she'll die because yeah. of it. How how that ends up happening. I just I don't think she's gonna get trained to become a new character that we've never heard of before. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I was just thinking that yeah, because there's there's obviously she's had some major influence on Obi Wan's life here, but we never hear of her again. I think it's weird. I I'm a little confused on a couple of things. The Grand Inquisitor I thought was the guy from Rebels. Now Rebels takes place in another five years after Obi-Wan. Somebody else said that. But the guy gets oh. killed. And I thought that he kind of, like, the one in, in Rebels, now I know it's animation and things are a little different, but he's, he's much thinner looking, and this guy has kind of a rounder face. Maybe it's a different dude altogether. Well, mate, yeah, I suppose Grand Inquisitor could just be... Is he dead, though? ...a job title. Well, I don't know. He is can... he dead? That's a good question. That's what I mean. I don't know if he is dead or not. I, it's because it's, he's quite. Who, who's the actor? I'm just about to say he's a high profile actor. I can't even Robert Friend, mind. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Jason Isaacs played him in the in the Rebels series, and there's yeah. no reason yeah. why they couldn't bring him in here and put him in the makeup to be the new, which he would look more like what I would expect yeah. him to look like. He had yellow eyes, and this guy didn't have yellow eyes, so I don't know if that's part of it. I, I just I'm a little confused by that. Mm. Uh, one question. There, were, there were some. Sorry, go on, Yoda. I got one question for both of you. What did you guys think of uh, the 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 Jedi Swindler? I was just about to mention fake Jedi man. What a total waste of time. Yeah, uh, yeah, a complete and utter. That was a DVD extra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I couldn't understand his. Like, I guess he's helping people, but he's really a scammer. But yeah. then he's like, "I'll turn." I could have turned him in, and then he just has a change of heart for no reason. He's in, yeah, because yeah. he met a real Jedi, and he's like, "Oh, actually, he didn't even know Ben was a Jedi when he met him, did he?" Because he's at the end yeah. of the alleyway. I mean, the whole so. thing was just I, just a chance for him to be in the movie, you yeah. know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I didn't get. I didn't get. Is he a swindler? Is he a nice guy? Is he helping people? Is he a piece of shit? He wants to help. Ben. He wants to turn we've, him. We've, yeah, got, we've got quite a lot of white people in this. Can we get an Asian-looking guy, maybe? Oh. And also, speaking of Asian-looking guys, the the um, brother uh, Inquisitor. I was surprised at the accent. <laughs> That's a uh, Han from uh, Fast and Furious. Is it? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Goodness me, I didn't. I didn't recognize him. Not with a hat on. <laughs> no, I, I didn't either. I watched. Uh, I watched a couple of videos that went through all the Easter eggs and stuff, and uh, put some stuff. In who, who was it that suggested to him then to do the accent? I think, I think that's part of the, isn't that part of Clone. I think that's part of Clone Wars. I think. Oh right, fine. Well, I mean, I I say, I've I've not seen Clone Wars. So I have no idea. Yeah, I think well, he was in be... Rebels. That guy would be in Rebels. That's and, it, Rebels. Yeah. Right. Sorry. We didn't meet the we didn't meet the uh, Inquisitors or the or the until Rebels, and that's right. That's all fine. I mean, I don't I don't really have a problem with that. Um, I just thought is is this the same Grand Inquisitor or a new one? I wasn't clear on that because it it's mm. weird that they would be the same race and almost look exactly the same. And if it is a different character, why not just get a whole different looking guy? Mm. So then, if it's so, maybe he's not dead. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's just all it is. I don't think he's Com in. completely oh, off the point. But something else on. that just annoyed me that I have to bring up was Obi Wan traveling to work every morning. <laughs> I don't know why this annoyed me. He travels by train to where he works, but then goes back to the city and then gets on the EOP and goes back to where he lives and then travels on the EOP to go to see Luke. And I just kept thinking, why don't you take the EOP to work? 
Because you're well, I, think, I think he takes the Opie <laughs> to Mos Eisley, which isn't that far. Then it's like commuter train to God knows where in the desert to cut up this pergola or whatever the hell it is. I don't know why that annoyed me. I just thought it was unnecessary. Nah, I, I that didn't bother me. He 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 commutes back and forth from the work site to Mos Eisley, but Mos Eisley is fairly close I, to where he's at. Did, was it Mos Eisley or was yeah, it the Anchorhead? It's, it's no, it's Mos Eisley. Because somebody mentioned Anchorhead at some point. There's a there's a again. I didn't notice this. I watched all these things, but if you look, there's a crashed spaceship on an angle, and it's the same one uh, from okay. the '97 um, special edition. So it's fair enough. So if you go into one of the bar, one of the cantinas there, you'll always find a human and a Wookiee sat in a corner, just waiting for a transport, just waiting for a job, <laughs> yep. just waiting for a job. Yeah. Talking yeah, of the cantina, that was another thing that. When they went into that bar or that cafe, the Inquisitors went in there and they're looking for a Jedi who's sitting there minding his own business and he stops the blade from hitting the barman. So they find their Jedi and then he just runs off and they're like, oh, see you later. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, that got me as well. Yeah, he, you know, he, dropped, he dropped the awning and they couldn't, like, he disappeared <laughs> yeah. that quickly, I guess. Oh, and no, there's he, canvas. I can't get through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Half an hour later, you get your cliche parkour. Is it parkour? Yeah. Of Reva jumping across buildings like some sort of fucking Spider-Man. And she can't run out of a bar to go and chase a Jedi. You could do that. He gets away, and then they find him later so they can hang him because they need the guy to find Obi-Wan to ask, what the hell happened to you? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then he gets killed, and Obi-Wan has to deal with that. I mean, I'm... I'm fine with the beats. It's the execution to get there that you go. The, the, that execution, again, this was just mildly annoying, but the fact that when he was strung up, his head was still up. Yeah, he wasn't well, hanging. Yeah, well, no, no, no. They just, they should have been there. And you shouldn't have been able to see his face, but somehow his head was still up. And it uh, just, and I was just looking at it going, oh, you know, that's, that is literally just done for Obi-Wan's benefit. And sort of, no, hold it up, hold it up. No, tie it there, tie it there, lovely. You know, and it just... <laughs> Is that comfy? Uh, yeah. Uh, they're displaying a body for everybody to see. I get it. I, um, there were two nice bits. There were two nice bits I liked. I liked the bit, it's a silly thing. I liked the fact that Ben gave uh, or left outside Luke's house the little spaceship that you see 19-year-old Luke Skywalker still playing with in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I quite I'm like that. That's a nice little touch. Well, Uncle Ben's not allowed uh, to visit anymore, but it's nice that he left me this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, C-3PO and R2 were in it in the background, weren't they? Barrel Organa's serving drinks. Yeah, I saw that. Well, six, yeah. same memory wipes. There was two nice little touches. But again, Listen, I mean, why wouldn't I remember, they be there? I remember. I remember C-3PO. I remember. I, I, <laughs> I, I agree. I it, yeah, it is a member, Barry, but it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Why wouldn't they be there? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. they I, took him at the listen, end of the. He took him, so I mean, yeah, we know that he yeah. owns them for the next twenty years. I don't want to go into hating this. Well, I go with three stars. It's only two episodes in. I think he's got potential, but I think I can. I think we can all agree we've had our fingers burnt so many times over the last decade. You know, and, and also again, it's one of those franchises where I expect more. Is I want to like it. Enough. I was just suddenly crossed my mind there that with the with the Fast and Furious, I mean they are just you know they're terrible movies. I find them entertaining, and do you know what? Mm -hmm. Those guys put in a hell of a lot of work to make them entertaining. You know, are they ridiculous? Yes. Are they the crappy? Soap yes. With insane car, car bullshit. 
But do, do you know what? I, I watched all of them last year, and I do you know what? And I sat there and I thought, yeah, they're bloody stupid, but I've been entertained by that. And when you think of Star Wars, you know, you have got millions of people around the world who love it and will tell you literally every nut and bolt that goes into everybody's lightsaber. And yet the, the people that are creating it with that lack of respect are just kind of, oh, we'll do this and we'll churn that out and everything else. And it's kind of, again, it's just, it's incredibly disrespectful. Well, I, I want to tell you that I think what is the difficulty of Star Wars that you don't have in certain, like you don't have this in Star Trek, all right? Star Wars, the original Star Wars, is a is a myth brought to life. Okay, it's larger yeah. than life, archetypical. You know, digs deep into our lizard brain subconscious that of of shared culture that almost all cultures have the hero's journey, all that kind of stuff. Right. It is not about the details, and when you tell it as a story like that, the details. I mean, of course, the details are important, but it's it's not. It's not a character study like like other movies are. Yeah, like Kirk yeah. Kirk in the original movies was much more of a character study of him and and the deep emotional and the internal. It's it's a much more human thing. This is a larger than life thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you start to dig into it and try to create all these stories from that because it touched such a huge part of our brains at that time mm. that was so People mistake that and then try to make all these character studies like they're doing with Obi-Wan and that kind of stuff. And you start to see all the inconsistencies and the flaws of the universe that was created because the universe was not designed for that kind of scrutiny. Mm. Star yeah. Trek is. Star Trek but, is designed for that kind of scrutiny. That's why it's such a mess right now because they don't I understand would, that. I would, I would conversely say, though, that the you could put star wars under scrutiny when you think of you've got haynes manuals for the for the millennium falcon you know you have literally got every nut and bolt they have gone into those details and and they do understand the law and so far the law has been completely well not completely but i mean the canon is generally worked even with the old computer games when you go back to like marco ragnos and all this kind of things it all worked together and yet Disney then took it over and it's kind of screwed a cannon on that, screwed a cannon on this, we're just going to do whatever we want. And they just started just churning out content. Well, and that's, wow. you know, you have to straddle that line between doing myth, archetypal myth, and character-driven stories. And Star Wars falls apart under its own weight when the more, the more you do mm. with Star Wars, the yeah. worse it gets. I don't think that's... I don't think that's anything anybody could do. You might be able to get a one-off like a Mandalorian. You might be able to get a couple of things here and there. Um, but overall, I don't think it's sustainable as a property just because of the foundation that it's built on, the original trilogy. The original trilogy is a very one-and-done kind of thing, and that's the way it should have stayed. It's not, so we need to pick out the gems and the... and hopefully toss away the turds as best we can, but it's, it's just a difficult, and I'm, look, when you, uh, when you throw on top of that, all the current year politics and nonsense, you really, it, it really falls apart. Yeah, it really yeah. stands out like a sore thumb. So this one, Some... I didn't see as much of that. Yes. I don't like the, the, the main antagonist. She's terrible. 
the another thing just to mention is again it's just something that crossed my mind that i didn't bring up in in, in the review was as i recall and i might be wrong here and please correct me if i am but as i recall that the the first um tv show that i heard about was andor as i recall um, mandalorian came out but i mean andor was kind of the big thing now that was announced however long ago it was two or three years ago however long it was but in the meantime we've had mando seasons one and two book of boba fett come out and now obi-wan and i just think i don't know whether these things have just been rushed through as opposed to have been thought out I, like I say, I might be wrong on the whole thing, but I just all I remember is Andor was the kind of first one that they, the first big announcement of the TV series they were going to do because of the popularity of Rogue One. And it's twelve episodes as well. Apparently, it's the first season's twelve episodes, so they must have, perhaps they've got something special. Which which is oh Andor's twelve Andor. twelve yeah. episodes. Apparently, it's twelve yeah. episodes. Perhaps they've hit. Perhaps they've got the honey spot, and uh, it is going to be a special show. No, that's Go adorable, Eggy. <laughs> going back to what you were saying you know, the valid points admittedly but I think what's what's been proven with Star Wars is that in the right hands it can still be a success mm-hmm. Mandalorian 1 especially season 2 a resounding success that mm-hmm. universally loved by true Star Wars fans everything else that hasn't been done by people that's been treated disrespectfully is a piece of shit <laughs> And yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah. I don't understand why they can't crack it. I mean, I was <laughs> yeah, watching, yeah. I was watching, I was watching, uh, it flashed up or something. It was dad, dad reactions for when Luke appeared in Mandalorian last year or the year oh, before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyone at Star Wars or on the writing team only got to watch three or four of those YouTube videos have seen how dads our age are mm. reacting to Luke Skywalker and go, Oh, well, that's what it's all about. It's not hard. But they <laughs> yeah. can't help themselves. They've got to keep shoehorning crap in that we don't want and we don't appreciate. It. Again, it's, it's pandering. It's pandering to the like very well. Yeah, a very small percentage of people who shout loud enough on Twitter and complain mm-hmm. loud enough, who, like I say, have no interest in Star Wars. But what they are offended at is that Luke Skywalker is a middle-aged white male, and it's kind of right. If you've got no interest in Star Wars, leave it alone. If you, if you don't like it, yeah, don't watch it. It's as well, simple no, as that. Because, because we have to, there's people that we hate and we want to hurt them. So <laughs> that's why they want, that's why they want to get their claws and all this kind of stuff. Same with getting yeah. in the schools and everything else. I, I mean, it's two, it's a twofold problem. I mean, one, you've got the wrong people who hate the people who love Star Wars, who want to change it to suit whatever current year politics. That's, that's the first step. You got to get them out of there. Okay. But yeah. the second step is you got to get people that, yeah, maybe they love Star Wars, but that doesn't mean that they really understand it. And you know what? Case in point, George Lucas. I, I clearly think that when he did the prequels, he really didn't understand his own damn property. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's it's not as simple as just getting people who love and respect it. They've got to understand. And, and I'm, I'm going to keep using my... My example of Nicholas Meyer, there's a guy who understands storytelling and he understands, yeah. you know, observing what the characters are and then taking that baseline, that foundation, not wrecking and cracking that foundation, but building upon it. And that's what we need more of. Not just 
you know, fanboys who love Star Wars, because I'm telling you, I've seen a lot of Star Wars fan films of people who clearly love Star Wars and they're crap. So mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no offense, guys, you're doing your best. And I and I appreciate the love, but, you yeah. know, it's not good. It's very um, Ed Wood in his production. Yeah. I mean, not everybody <laughs> who loves something is a filmmaker and a storyteller. Yeah. And that's and that's so. So we got, you know, it used to be you just had to make sure you get the right people in there. Now you got to get rid of the wrong people who just hate you. And yeah. you got to try to find the right people. Clearly, Favreau and Filoni are the right people. Okay, so I'll give you that. They did make Mandalorian. They did a good job. But they also had a lot of hand in Boba Fett. That didn't work out so well. Not true. So true, but then yeah. I don't think it's as easy. I don't think it's as an easy nut to crack as people think it is. If George Lucas himself completely fuck up the pre- prequel trilogy the way he did, and this was the guy who created the whole damn thing, I'm going to say... It's really easy to, to, to make criticism and everything, but to actually create good Star Wars is not as easy as people think it is. Mm. And and then you on top of it, you got people got white male tears. Ah, you know, then that's just it really and, asking and also, for trouble. And also on the other side of the coin, you've also got bosses who are going, uh, we paid four billion for Star Wars. Uh, we need to make more money out of this, so churn out more stuff because yeah. we need and to get our money back. That's all, and that's all a part of filmmaking forever and ever, no matter who is doing yeah, it. Yeah, you know, but you know, you've got that pressure of, of having to churn out content and then you, like you just said, you need the right people in and the wrong people out and everything else. And so hitting that sweet spot again, it's yeah, it's it's literally like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Yeah, there, there's too much coming out. You've got Andor, you've got this skeleton crew, and I was reading this morning. Apparently, Daniel Craig, James Bond, has signed up for some new Star Wars series coming out. There are three new films in production. Apparently, Kathleen Kennedy has said that she's got to to Kitty Wakata, whatever he's called. Yeah, that's uh, it. He's Taiki, doing one of yeah. Taika Waititi. Uh, yeah, but again, it's. Quantity over quality. Do you know what? Lucasfilm, simple fix. Fuck Kathleen Kennedy off. Get Filoni in. I think you're going to be all right. Yeah, I don't know why she still stays, but then Bob Chapek, (laughs) I guess, is is pretty much She must have some dirt on people. (laughs) Yeah, he's a spineless jellyfish who has just, you know, capitulated all this stuff. And I mean, Disney stock is showing it, and their their Mm. subscriptions to Disney Plus are showing it. And I'm like, okay. You know, if that's what it takes to get... Yeah, Netflix is learning their lesson. Yeah. Um, hopefully Disney definitely. will soon, too. Okie okay, dokie. So, guys, we're, like I say, we were going to keep this fairly short tonight, so I think we should uh, I think we should wrap it up. I am I am optimistic about the series. Um, it's not terrible, like I say. I gave it a solid two. I nearly gave it two and a half. Um, you know, there are issues with it, but it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm at the three point five with Eggy, but I reserve the right to it has yeah, it, it has plenty up. of episodes to shit the bed. <laughs> yep. It's exactly that's, no, what that's I was not the expression. That's not that's not the expression. It has it has plenty of episodes to amber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shorthand it. Obi Wan Obi Wan was exactly what I was expecting and it's and and I've said it on the comment sections, it's everything depends on this. It's gonna go two ways. It's either gonna go proper woke and proper crap. Or it's going to be faithful to the canon, and we're going to be all right. At the moment, it's dead in the middle. So let's well, see you, what you we could Boba Fett it. I don't know if that was proper woke. It was just freaking terrible. It was shit. It was just shit. Yeah. It was. It was trying to explain a character that didn't need explanation. Your imagination. It's the same, really, with Solo. I mean, don't get me wrong. I actually think Solo's all right, 
but again, it's a story that I didn't need to be told. I liked oh. Han when I met him. You know, he was a smuggler and everything else. I was quite happy with that. And I love the character arc that he went through over the three movies. I oh. didn't need to see him, you know, meeting Chewie and, you know, he shot first and all this kind of stuff. It's uh, with the book of Boba Fett. It was a story that didn't need to be told. But it, it, again, it was a fan service. I remember. I remember Boba Fett. Oh. Boba Fett's cute. I remember. <laughs> Yeah, like right, I anyway. said to you, George, Boba Fett was successful because no one knew much about him. And now you do know much about him. You know, he's just a fat old man with dentures. Yeah, he's no gone you've ruined old age. You've ruined the character. Yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly it. Like I say, just some characters, yeah, just leave him alone. Because um, apparently, uh, no, I was going to say, apparently they want to do a, a spin-off now of Darth Vader and do a Darth Vader prequel mm. series. And again, it's just kind of, oh. we don't need to see it. To be fair... Darth Vader was summed up the first time we ever saw him. That music with all the stormtroopers and everything else, he, you know, he killed that guy, he's going to find Leia and everything else. That, that's all we need to know about Vader, you know? Yep. And again, again, he's been through an incredible arc. What kind of arc are you going to put him through, you know, if you tell a prequel about him? Yeah. Because the only Darth Vader I want to see in a prequel is him being a proper nasty bastard. Yeah. You know, I don't I, want to I'm, see anything else. I'm trying to imagine, I'm trying to remember before even the prequels came out, you know, Boba Fett was a bounty hunter, so you'd imagine what his life was like. You know, he's going killing criminals, that kind of stuff and everything. I don't think ever in my wildest dreams I imagined that his father, that he's actually a clone of his father who created the entire clone army of the Republic and it was integral to the entire Clone Wars and then ended up uh, becoming a good guy and a uh, crime boss and Tatooine riding around on a rancor. I mean, I give him that. I didn't see any of that shit coming. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody did. Nobody. Nobody did. did. Nobody. Ugh. Yoda, would you like to wrap up for us, mate? Yes. So thank you very much for watching. Remember, we are lastmovieoutpost.com. For all your latest in movie news, streaming news, we are the cool news now. You can reach us at contact us at lastmovieoutpost.com and at movieoutpost on Twitter. I'm at drunkenyoda1. He is at notgeorgelucas1. And Eggy is telling us to get off his lawn. So <laughs> Eggy accepts carrier pigeons. That's right. Uh <laughs> We also uh, would love it if you would like, share, and subscribe, and share these videos, and let people know about the uh, the channel and the site. And uh, we want to be the next new entertainment media to give you the news and the and and reviews that are not, uh, or at least somewhat less politically biased than everything else, or <laughs> at least from days, a different obviously. perspective than everybody else. How about that? Okay. George, any final words on Kenobi? No, like I say, I will I will continue to watch it and I will continue to live in eternal hope that it might actually be good. Eggy? Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> so we are we are cautiously optimistic, but uh, we know Disney and we're not we're we're not as hopeful as we might sound. So Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you tomorrow on the next stream, which will be all about Stranger Things Season 4. So be there for that. Noon Central Time, 6 p.m. Uh, UK Time. Until then, we are out.